This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Pat Calamari here, host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Glad you are with me for the ride. Hopefully everyone is safe and doing well. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow me on or like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to YouTube, my Patreon page. Become a fan club member. You can get early access to all the interviews and chats that I do, whether by phone or to Zoom. I can do a shout out or the all-important exclusive content by the artist for just the Patreon followers. It's right there, all for you. Go check it out. Hey, keeping new music alive on the radio airways is what I do, not only on the radio, but also on video with Pat Soundbites IGTV. But we're talking podcasts today, and I'm talking phone interview, and I'm talking new music. Great band based out of Portland, Oregon. The band is The Loyal Order, and I got to speak with frontman lead vocalist Jeff Buner today. And what a great chat. What a cool guy. Great songwriter. Um, great history with this band. We talk about the track. We talk about the band. We talk about, well, a lot of things. He's got an incredible, powerful track called Tears from Kelly. But that's not included, won't be included right now in the nine-tracked album that will soon to be out in July. There are going to be some pre-sales coming up in a week or so that Jeff uh, mentioned. So I have been playing Ready for Dead for almost a month now and getting excellent, excellent reviews. So go check out Ready for Dead. Go check out the video. Buy the single. Or you can wait and wait for the pre-sales. And check out the band the Loyal Order. All good stuff. Okay, as always, sit tight, live, love, and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. My awesome interview with Mr. Jeff Buner on Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Hey, this is Jeff Buner from The Loyal Order, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged. WBXO Classic Rock Redefined in conjunction with Pat's Soundbites Unplugged podcast. A pleasure to have lead vocalist of the rock group, The Loyal Order, Mr. Jeff Bueller on the phone from Portland, Oregon. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, how you doing? Good to, good to, good to be on here with you. Yeah, I got to say, man, New York loves Ready for Dead and seems to love the, the Loyal Order. I've been playing the track for at least uh, three weeks straight. Going to see if we can work it on the rotation, and the feedback is uh, pretty go pretty incredible. Very going good. Um, Jeff and Brandon and the band has released the single Ready for Dead, which I've been playing, and the video, which I'm going to throw out there on Facebook probably later on today. So uh, things are uh, things are going well for you, my friend. 
Yeah, man, everything's really exciting right now. Um, you know, we, we finished up our record not too long ago, and, and it's a distribution now, and it'll be out in a few weeks here. And uh, we'll do a pre-sale on it before that. But, yeah, man, things are going great. I'm overwhelmed by the, the incredible response from everybody and uh, for the music video and the single and uh, we're excited. We're excited to kick this thing off all the way. You know, when the when the when the COVID thing is over, and we can. Uh, there used to be a thing not so long ago in ancient history, and it was it, it was called live music. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. I sit back and go, when was my last show? I'm trying to think of who's the last group I, I got to hang with. I want to say Sons of Apollo or somebody in New York in maybe February. And I'm like, man, what has happened? But we'll get you. We'll get you to New York and we'll, uh, we're going to roll the dice and have a great time. Congratulations. I'm looking at the billboard thing. The song is keeps climbing the charts. I want to say at number 38, it looks like on the top. 40 so that is all good because people are listening they're buying into it and i encourage people to also check out the cool video jeff before we kind of get into the whole band and you and brandon talk to me about how it all started for you if you don't mind where you found the love for music the passion you know uh, is it any of your family members musically inclined mom dad brothers how did it all uh, come about for you uh, getting into this uh, crazy thing that we call the love of music <laughs> that's a that's a it's a beautiful story to tell and, and one that I did really uh, choose and it I can remember being uh, you know probably about five or six years old and my brother and my cousin used to sit around at, at family gatherings you know Thanksgivings Christmases and they would all get together and play guitars and try to finish play their way all the way through a song then <laughs> uh, uh, you know Johnny Cash type things and and uh, I just was just completely enamored with. The, you know, the guitar and, and the sounds and chord progressions and lyrics and everything. And, and uh, as I got into grade school, I, I started playing the trombone. And uh, I played the trombone for, you know, all the way through school. And, uh, but halfway through, I started taking, I, I think I was, well, actually I was like 10 and I took a couple guitar lessons. And, uh, I started, so I started getting into that, doing it. Then I delved into it, took more and more. And uh, when I was in middle school, my, my band teacher came up to me and said, hey, you still playing guitar? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you ever thought about playing bass? And I said, yeah. And so I started playing bass guitar, and I've been a bass guitarist all, all my life. And uh, just so happens, uh, uh, just uh, you know, like five years back, I got a call from somebody in uh, the, the Northwest up here that was doing a regional hunting show, uh, uh, you know, a reality hunting show, outdoors type thing. And uh, he asked me if I'd write a theme song for for uh, their show. Wow. And I said, sure, sure, no problem. So I called my, my dear friend, Brandon Cook, who is a guitarist in Loyal Order, and I said, hey, uh, I need a heavy riff for a song. And I explained to him what was going on. And he said, give me a few days. And then he calls me up and he says, uh, hey, I think I got something. And, and so we got together. And of course, uh, you know, we I listened to it and said, yeah, that's, that's a great riff, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I had this vocal idea for this song. 
and I wanted to write the lyrics for it and everything. And so we took the song in the studio and uh, recorded the bass track, the guitar track, the drums. And then I decided that I was going to lay a scratch vocal track. And because we were going to figure out who we were going to have sing it, right? So I went in the studio and I recorded a scratch track. And uh, I got done a scratch vocal track. And, and uh, you know, just so we had a, whoever was going to sing it had a guideline, you know, to go by. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and the producer was like, hey, uh, a gentleman named Kevin Hahn here in town, in Portland. He said, hey, I, I kind of feel like with a little bit of work, I think you should sing this song. And I was like, really? I, I uh, hadn't thought of that, but why not? You know, let's try it. So I ended up doing that, and people really liked it. It's a song called uh, Ready, it's a, not Ready for Dead. It's a song called Off the Grid Superhuman, which is on our record. And it's just titled Superhuman. But anyway, our first song got two seasons of regional play on television. And so I was like, okay, uh, that, that went well. <laughs> and then and then the songs just kind of started coming at that point. I had a couple that I had scratched out for other ideas, a song called Colorblind and a, and a song called I Fall Silent. And they became the next two songs that we tracked. And about that time... Uh, the producer we were working with got, a, got a, an offer to do a, a, a record with a, with a pretty well-known artist. And, and so we skipped over to uh, Rob Dicker's house, and he's an incredible producer here in town as well. He works with Royal Bliss, the Danry Network, da-da-da. I mean, he's, he's done some big-time albums. So I just thought we'd try him on for size, and as it turned out, the, the, the synergy was really good. And uh, I liked his production style and everything. And so we ended up, uh, you know, piping in the stems from the previous three recordings and kind of retracking because you want to have continuity on a record. You can't, you don't want it to sound like it came from seven different places anyway. So, right. so yeah, so we kind of retracked the first three and started adding just kind of as a studio project, you know. And the next thing you know, we are, you know, eight songs in. And I'm like, wait, we have a record. <laughs> and uh, and then I, then we tracked uh, one last song. It's a song called Hellfire. And uh, we got, yeah, and we're doing a nine-song record, um, remembering records like uh, Van Halen's. Uh, uh, what was the name of that record? Fifty-one fifty. Yes, sir. And, and then also they had uh, the Scorpions, Blackout, I believe, was a nine-song record. Yep. Yeah, and we just right. thought, you know what, let's just, let's, just, let's just do a power punch here and not overwhelm them with our newness, you know. And we had, of course, other songs that we were scratching out at the same time, but we thought, no, let's just stop here. Let's do the nine-song, under-ten power set of a record, and then we'll get to work on the next one. And as it turns out... Um, Ready for Dead was one of those songs. We thought that was a great song to kick off with. It was actually it was actually a song that uh, our producer kind of dug up out of his vault because he had a record deal that, that went south, and and he just had this whole library of of uh, of, of songs, and he just was like, I, I he goes, you know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, but I have this old song. I think you guys should rework. I'm not going to do anything with it. And I said, okay, well, let's hear it, you know. So he, he pulled it out, and, and it was, uh, 
different than, than what it is now, but same basic structure, same, you know, lyrics, give or take a few words. And, and, uh, there, there it is, you know, and, and it turned out great. We thought well, this is a perfect song to take the record off with. Let's do it. You know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's done well. It's done <laughs> very, very well. And congratulations and kudos to Kevin to push the button to say, dude, you need to sing this because you got some <laughs> great, you got some great pipes. I know. And for the listeners, um, Jeff is also a bassist for uh, L.A. band Rough Cut, which you're, you're, I think sure. you play bassist and backup vocals, so you're kind of behind the yep. scenes down in L.A., but here, now you're the front guy of, you know, the, the Loyal Order with your band here in Portland, so it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here, <laughs> which is cool, but you know what, good for you, man, and that's what it's all about, and um you know, we all take the chance, and we all take the risk, and you don't know until you f- figure it out. And um, good for you. you got yep. great pipes, and the song's doing really good. And um, yep. that's awesome, man. Great story. Oh, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, I've been kind of feeling my way through the dark on this thing. And, and once, I got, once I got kind of cruising into the vocal mode, I mean, I've sang lead in, like, you know, cover band-type shows and, you know, you know, covered other people's music, you know. And saying, but you know, it was never. I was, I was always had a bass strapped on. I was that guy. Right. But in this band, in this band, I, I, I just wanted to front. And the reason that I have behind that is because of my love for the bass guitar, and how the connection between the bassist and the drummer is super important. Had I been singing for years and years, I would have just kept the bass on. But I thought, you know what? If I do both. And I'm, you know, thinking too much about singing. It's going to affect my bass playing and vice versa, right? And I, I, uh, there's a thing uh, in music called pocket. And it's that relationship between the bass guitar and the drummer. Right. And the drummer's, the drummer's got that pocket going on. And, and if the bass isn't right with it, the song suffers, you know. And so I thought, you know what? Now we're going to get somebody kick-ass to play bass with us. And we ended up getting Patrick Young, who's who I've looked up to for a very long time, and he, he's he's you might know him from a band called Black and Blue. Yep. Yep. So um, yeah, so he's playing bass with us, and and we have Kyle Baltus playing drums. He is. Uh, you know who 36 Crazy Fists are? I, I do actually. I do. I have heard of them, and I'm aware of them. Yep. Yep, and like the Torch, Howard Jones's band yep. uh, from Kill, Kill Switch Engage, he tours with him uh, when they're out too. And uh, we have Justin Gibson on guitar as our second guitarist, and he's amazing. Uh, he and Brandon uh, play so well together. It's two like top shelf rock and roll guitar players. So that's you know they're kind of like uh, Adrian and David in, in uh, Iron Maiden. You know the relationship that they have playing wise. Oh, nice. So they, yeah. So they even do some of the you know guitar harmony solos and stuff like that too. So it's a really cool. Well, uh, so yeah. it's great that you got an accomplished group of musicians so it's not like a bunch of guys that never done this before i will say man bruce dickinson eddie vetter tom hazard look out because jeff's got the vocals man and that's uh that's uh that's pretty cool a new a new instrument you know i always ask i've, I've had the pleasure 
to me, Paul Rogers, the great Paul Rogers, and, and Glenn, wow. Glenn Hughes, and I always say to them, you know, Mark Slaughter, you know, your instrument, besides, you know, the vocals, I mean, how do you prevent the damage? I mean, Paul Rogers and Glenn Hughes and even Mark, I mean, 30 years, 40 years of keeping that same voice intact and it sounds like, you know, 1970s yeah. and 80s all over again, and they, they all say, besides getting a lots of rest, lots of sleep and lots lots of uh you know hydration, lots of drinking water, no screwing around. I think Mark was the one that said to me he learned the hard way that you can't do interviews like chatting with me and then like three hours later actually putting down a track. He says, No way. It's either one way or another. You know, you can't do so there's so you know as a as a fan and a guy on this side of the business, you know, I go to shows and I'm like, this is great. I'm not a musician. And now I have such a better perspective of the art, the instrument, the things that folks go through to make that sound, the product come out so great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so besides yeah. besides you got the bass under control, now, you, now you, you can't be yelling at the kids or you can't be screaming. You got to watch your voice now. You know, that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, no, all, yeah. all good the stuff. Physicality, the physicality of singing is, is a whole, I mean, it's, for me, it's uh, learning a whole new instrument. And, you know, before when I was singing, I mean, I, I found certain techniques work, but I never really studied technique. I didn't realize that it was part of it. I guess I just never thought about it as much. And, and so I've, 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 I've uh, taken a few vocal lessons from a maestro guy locally here in town. And, you know, he's an opera singer. And, and uh, he taught me techniques to use and where to sing from and what, how to breathe and, you know, what part of your head to focus on, like, you know, focusing on the soft palate instead of focusing on the throat and, and you know, singing through, there's a term called singing through the mask and, and then incorporating that with tone, uh, you know, so your, your throat basically is kind of, you kind of, you, when you're, you kind of focus past your throat and, and you, and you get, your throat kind of becomes almost like a, an effect that you use, you know, uh, it's really a mental thing, it's, it's a very interesting process, and I, it's like, you know, I'm a kid with a new toy, I don't even know how to use it totally. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, you know, and you're the front man, which everybody's like focused on, unless you know Brendan or Justin gets into a cool guitar riff. I mean, yeah, and then I think of like the drummers. I think of the Phil Collinses, the Don Henleys, the Dean Castanova. You know, these guys are playing drums and singing, and I'm like, holy crap, man! The breathing, the keeping up with the drums. I'm like, oh, it's way over my head. But uh, good for you, man. Yeah. Really good for you. It's. Uh, it's working out well. I gotta ask you. I do a lot of time in prep work before I, I, you know, talk to folks like yourself on the band, yourself, and any songs out there. And I come across "Tears for Kelly" from Kelly. Yes. Holy yes. crap, dude! Man, I got goosebumps. Um, touching, <laughs> and emotional. And your voice, your vocals, I mean, I wrote down here, I want to say like the first line, if I could stay up all night staring at your face, 
I'll sell everything I have if I could only stay. I mean, holy crap, where did you pull? Where did this? Talk to me about this whole story. I mean, and I hope and I pray um, that, and that's up to you guys, if this track is on the album. But, oh, my God, if this doesn't go all the way to the top, I don't know what does. And, there, and for the listeners, there is a video out there. If you look up on YouTube under uh, Jeff Buner, you'll see the video that I found. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this the same guy? Is this the... So, take a minute, take a few minutes and tell me about the story there. Okay, man. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, investigate and study that. I, I uh, so I recorded that song as a gift for my friend, um, and I I chose to not put it on this record because uh, once again, it's nine songs and it's got two ballads already on it. And on top of that, just the uh, the purpose of this song, I. I just thought I'm going to do a special release of that song at some point really soon. Please um, do. But, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that song. So I went to high school with, with a girl named Kelly uh, Delaney, and it became Kelly Delaney Stacy. And um, I hadn't seen her for quite some time. And... Uh, all of a sudden she connected with me on Facebook and I discovered that she was living in uh, Australia and hadn't seen her for years and or even spoke with her. And then we started chatting on there. Lo and behold, several months later, she discovered that she had uh, colon cancer. Oh my God. And um, yeah, she, she was, you know, she had her family over there, everything. And, uh, and so basically, uh, one night she she had come back to the states to oregon i grew up in a little town called the dalles oregon which is about an hour and a half east of portland oregon okay so small town and uh she came back and she'd gone through all of her treatments and she was in total remission so she came back to kind of celebrate with everybody and hoping that it wasn't gonna wind back up on her you know and she came back and, and we all visited and we had just a great time together. Everybody was, you know, just every celebrating, you know. And uh, she was home for about a month and she was afraid that it was gonna come back, but she didn't know. She was doing all the alternative treatments, everything to keep it at bay. By the time she got back to Australia, it had doubled back on her and doubled down. And in a month and a half, it had increased even more than it was before. It came back uh. with a vengeance. And uh, one night on Facebook, I noticed that she had said, you know, got bad news. And she'd gone through all this stuff and uh, treatments, et cetera. And, and, and then about a month later, she posted another, made another post. She was very uh, vocal about it with everybody, you know, very, very transparent. You know, gotcha. everybody's different. Some people. So she made a post and she goes, well, I've just resigned myself to the fact that I turned the final corner and the end game is up ahead. And so I commented, you know, and said, hey, Kelly, if there's anything that I can do for you, please just let me know. And her response was, uh, I want you to write me a song. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. okay. Oh, no uh, pressure. And she goes, but here's the deal. If you do, 
you have to get famous so everybody knows about me. <laughs> and I and I said, well, I don't know about the famous part, but let me see what I can do here. It's a really heavy thing to do, you know, to do it right, you know. Right. And and so I told, I promised her. I said, if something comes to me, I will I will follow through. I, if I you know, like to me, writing a song is about receiving. You know, you, you you put yourself in that space, and especially a song like this. And then the, you know, you 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 get intentional about it. You start strumming chords, and then sometimes the universe just hands you a really special baby, right? And so the first line, well, she told me a story about how she had three times in her life she had moved to a new town, got tired of it, sold everything she had, and bailed, left with a bag, right? yard sale the whole bit and she told me she did it three times on the third time she ended up in australia which is where she met her husband matt and and had a couple kids and just started this really cool beautiful life you know and uh so that's where that first line of the song came from if i could stay up all night staring at your face i'd sell everything i had if only i could stay so for the first time she wanted to stay somewhere right and uh I asked her, I said, does this sound like you? And she's like, absolutely. That's totally us. And so the song became like a first person, uh, you know. Like she's talking to her husband, right? She's talking to her husband. She's talking to her kids. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing became this first person experience with her talking to her husband. The whole song is her talking to her husband. Does that make sense? It's just like yeah. the whole thing. And so the heavy part about it was, and, well, I mean, I, I interviewed her a little bit. And said, I, if I'm going to do this, I, I really want to do this and get into this space and do it right, you know, which is a really heavy space that I discovered. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, writing it and tears the whole bit, right? And so I asked her a lot of questions and, uh, you know, about what she has in her house, you know, stuff like that. Where's your favorite place to go? Do you have any relics that you really cherish? And, uh, you know, she she told me that she liked candles and and she had this special ring. It was a triangle diamond ring that glows when the lights are out. It's some sort of, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it glows. It's a diamond, triangle diamond. So anyway, so I pieced it all together and I thought about the process of dying and how... How can you take something that's so tragic and turn it into a ray of hope, right? So that, you know, so the holding on to those moments, you know, like, you know, cherishing moments is, but this moment is now, don't let the candle burn down, right? And then, and then talking about the process of dying, instead of it being this final thing, having it be, you know, a transfer where the, the other realm opens before you, right? So, so the chorus, and I will dream about you as the wind blows the veil off of my face, which is dying, and I, for one, will understand how beautiful it's been, right? It's just, it's trying to make this process one of beauty, you know? And uh, I had, the second verse came up to me pretty relatively easy, um, which is, uh, I can't think of her. <laughs> you, you got me on the spot here. Um, in the time that in the time that doesn't fly, our words won't pass away. I've been reading all our I've been reading our old letters. 
remembering all the days. And it's and then the third verse is about that triangle diamond ring. And I thought, how can I tie that into the song, you know? And the fact that it glows. And so I I chose that medium as the way of how she would communicate with her family, you know, wow. versus and I will light up the sky, triangle diamond ring. You'll find me in our sunsets in the eyes of all our kids, right? So how, how a person lives on, you know, this. So it was, I was really pleased with it. And, and I took it to our producer and I said, hey, Rob, I got this situation here. I got this song. He goes, bring it. He goes, I'm in. So I took it in there and, and we started tracking. I called Brandon in to record some guitar. Jill Mangus played drums on it, and uh, and then I mean, do you know who the Dan Reed Network is? I I I I'm not familiar. No, I can't say I am. Huge band came out of Portland, uh, early '90s, and they they just they're actually doing a new record right now. Incredible band. Okay. Can't wait to hear their new record. I I've heard pieces of it. They toured with the Stones, Bon Jovi. Anyway, so Dan Reed, this is kind of lives in Prague now, and. Uh, he happened to be flying into town right as I was finishing this thing up, this song up, and I told him the story. She was a fan of his, too. And uh, Dan's like, I'll hop in and do some backups, man. And he did. He came in. So I have this, like, world-renowned singer singing backups on the song. And uh, and and so I thought, how, how can we do this? And so I, how can I present this to Kelly, right? So she thought I was just going to play her this cute little acoustic guitar song and have it be, you know, beautiful and touching, but, you know, just that campfire type thing, right? Oh, boy. And so I thought, I, I thought, nope, I'm going full production with this deal. <laughs> so I had Anthony Gaynor, uh, he's a videographer and, and, uh, and producer. He came in and, and, you know, filmed us tracking the song and, you know, kind of made, you know, just put it into a story and then we had a full length video for it and that's what you've seen and um and we presented that the way that I presented it to her was I waited the time was getting close I mean she died like six months later but I dropped it on her timeline right about the time I knew she was going to go to bed and uh, you know what time is it in Australia Siri <laughs> and uh and so I dropped it on her timeline and, and then I went about my day, fell asleep, got up. I woke up and it had already been watched 5,000 times, oh. just overnight. And I just like, wow, wow. I, and dude, I'm so, I speak about this song in the humblest of ways because in many ways, if I got taken tomorrow, that would be one of my proudest moments of, you know, just, I just, it was a gift, you know, and, and I'm glad that, I received it, and I'm glad that I was able to convey it to her and her family the way that it came out. So, yeah, man, it was, it was a very, very intense moment, for sure. Well, hey, yeah. You're, you're right. No pressure. Make a song and so it can be famous. Well, okay, I'll see what I can do to roll up my sleeves and... Uh... <laughs> Man, Jeff, watching that video, yeah, you see your emotion, you see the passion that comes out of you. And again, you know, here, here's the guy that's a bass player, not known as a, as a vocalist. And, and, and not to use that word, but I mean, you really, 
you killed it. I mean, you crushed this song. I mean, it, it got oh, me goosebumps, and I, I think I watched it and shared it with a bunch of people four or five times and said, I mean, this is a masterpiece, and uh, I know she's definitely, oh, wow. you might not be, she's definitely smiling, uh, Jeff, you could assure that, and uh, all I can say is, you know, the ball's in your court, and when you get that opportunity, please, please definitely release that. I, I, I shared it with Jody before, I said, did you ever, did you know about this song, and I got her even looking uh, looking for it, she's like, I'm going to call the label and see if I, I said, no, 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 <laughs> the label, no, no, it's all good, it's under Jeff. <laughs> we got it under control, but uh, congratulations, yeah. man! That uh, you, uh, you, you you hit that out of the park, and I would love to play that track when that opportunity comes for all our listeners. Yeah, man. Well, you can you can you can play it if you want, man. Please, I mean, if you want to, I mean, I, you have my permission. It's um, you know, and like again, I will release it at some point. And but I'm serious, man. Feel free to play it. It's it's totally cool. I. You know, I like to imagine that I, my father passed uh, about 10 years ago, but I like to imagine that, you know, he and uh, one of my brothers and sister and uh, Kelly are all kind of behind this, you know, billboard thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, there's no such, I always tell everybody there's no such thing as a coincidence and hard work yeah. pays and you could see when somebody just putting something together easily and then, you know, and thank goodness you put out the video, even with Ready for Dead, I mean, you got to put out a video, I always tell folks in today's world when you put out a, a single, people would, the, the video can go viral tomorrow and people don't even know who you are, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, I mean, congrats, you did that, I'm going to say like 2017 or so. So congratulations on all of that. And I know it's got to be tough when everybody like myself hits you up on this. I'm sure I'm not the first music journalist DJ going, dude, what is this about? And you hit it out of the park. So I'm sure I'm not. If, you're the fourth. You're, you're the fourth. Well, I'm glad that I'm the fourth. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm happy I'm not the first. That there's other there's good people out there that are doing their homework and, and, and doing the right thing. So, you know what? I'm in the top five, Jeff, and that's all I care about. Woohoo! Well, uh, you know, I, I so much to talk about, and, and I didn't mean to take so much away from your time talking about the uh, track Tears from Kelly. But, you know. Oh, no, man. It's totally fine. It's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's an amazing subject matter. And, you know, so many people have uh, are survivors, you know, and they've gone through that whole process. And that was one of the crazy things that happens after I released that video. I went to a show, a local show one night, and I walked in the door, and all these people came and talked to me about it. And did you know I'm a survivor, or can I play that song at my dad's funeral? My dad just passed away. My sister, you know, all these, like, a lot, a lot of people that I had no idea, you know. And I was just, I was just floored by the whole thing, you know. And... That, yeah. that is, uh, send, send me that MP3 so I can play it on a double shot on Sunday or, or do something about it. But I want to get back to the release of, uh, you got the album coming out, um, probably July or so. And, you know, the challenges of what we're facing today, as you mentioned, this thing many, many moons ago called Live Shows. And here, there's such a challenge that you guys put this put excellent songs together. and You're biting at the lip to get out there and perform it. And I, 
you know, I'm like, man, it's got to be so difficult. But then I look at it, I say to myself, it's really a double-edged sword because, you know, I've been locked in my house. I don't want to go out. I mean, I go to the store. I'm not, I do not, here in New York, out of all places, I do not want to catch this thing. And um, I look at it at the other side of it, Jeff, that maybe it's a good thing that you're releasing it even coming out maybe June, July, because more people, even though they're opening things, are starting to open up again, still more people were itching. You know, you got their attention, because if you open it up when everybody's in the norm, you might not get the attention and exposure that you probably wouldn't have gotten, you know, if you did it now. So I think think it's a double-edged sword in a way. I, I agree with you, man. I mean, like, what you know everybody was like what are we going to do now and i'm like well we're going to focus on all of the possible digital content that we're going to need in the future so let's get another video done let's do this let's do this and and let's promote and let's you know do everything that we can do to make sure that uh we're being productive you know so and that's kind of the, the approach that we've taken you know it's and it's and it's and it's been a really cool thing you know we can't like uh, a couple of the guys in the band are, you know, very, very hardcore about social distancing, and I am as well. But not they're around older people all the time, so so they got to be a lot more careful. So even the video that we shot, the video that we shot, we did with social distancing, and uh, for a song called Hellfire. So one at a time, we went in and uh, and and did our part, which created a little bit of an editing nightmare, but. But we got through it, and it turned and it turned out really cool. It's a very different looking video, and we also did a thing with uh, David Ellison Youth Foundation and the Grammy uh, Education Foundation. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's it's one of my notes. I got to talk to David about a month ago in April when that all went down, and I was looking at that lineup, and I saw the Loyal Order, and I was going to ask you about that on how cool it was. Mm-hmm. I know you signed with David and Tom at EMP, so I wanted to. That was one of my questions here. I have highlighted. Tell me about uh, performing and that the whole David Ellison. Uh, Youth Music Foundation and that 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 web session that had to be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. We just uh, you know we were able to to uh, piece it together correctly and and get off with as few dead digital glitches as possible. And the way that we actually did that, though, instead of because we were so worried about technical things, it's like. Uh, some of the guys that were in that lineup, they could get on there and have all the technical glitches in the world, and they still are who they are, right? So, right. Uh, <laughs> and then there's know, Jeff from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I'm the new guy. It's like, guy, we can't we can't screw this up. So here's what we're gonna do: this one guy at a time. Go in and play your part one time, and that's what we did. And we went in there and did this live thing. Uh, so, but we did it live through a click track and put it out there. So it was it was really cool the way that it went and. So that's kind of how we chose to do it because we were just terrified of, of uh, one guy in the band having a technical difficulty first time out in that environment, you know. So Right, with, with all these amazing artists that are showcasing and David's got you involved in it and you're going, no pressure, <laughs> I mean, we, can't, we can't screw this up, guys. You know, I, you know, Seven Dust Singer was doing a thing and yeah, there's some big names in that, in that corral and I was like, wow. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was it was incredible though. It was a really cool thing, man. And I was, you know, felt very blessed to be a part of it and to to be able to contribute to 
to the you know music and the use and and the way that that all happens and the lessons that are happening there with with kids who you know who who need it you know uh, with the way you know music is in schools and stuff now it's not as well funded as it used to be and uh, and that's kind of made a comeback somewhat but. Um, you know, it was it's a beautiful thing, you know, some of these kids that are just learning how to play guitar or bass or sing or play drums, they're sitting down with, like, total professionals. And, uh, you know, even uh, Brandon, our guitar player, who's he's, he's a very accomplished musician, um, he's, he's, you know, uh, going to be doing some of those as well, so... I think it's really cool great. Anybody that gives back to our youth, I think is great. I said to Dave, oh my God, incredible great idea and he's like look i'm from i want to say where's david from minnesota or someplace and he, i said can you imagine if you had the technology that back back in the day and he's like and you got like you know i don't know jimmy page or somebody showing you how to do a guitar riff i'm like that would be insane mm -hmm. so but no exactly. i i applaud anybody giving back and uh that's that is all good you did you could find um you could find jeff and Brandon and the uh, whole band, theloyalorder.com. They have a website. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Look for the album to come out. You, what do you think about mid-July, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking. At, I think July seventeenth is what their target date is, but give or take a few days, probably. But I think that's what I believe that's the exact date. We are going to do a pre-sale on the record though um, later this month. As soon as all as soon as all the technical things are done and it's ready at distribution, we're going to do a pre-sale on the record, so that'll be out there too. Excellent. Well, we'll be looking for that and uh, ready for dead. That's the title track of the album as well, right? Um, well, well, it's the first song on the album. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's a self-titled album. The Royal Order is the name. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. And I'm sure you're probably putting out some crazy, wonderful artwork to go with it, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Melody uh is uh, art by Melody. She's she's the one that, that uh did the design. We we crafted a very interesting uh album cover for it that I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> Excellent. So well, we're looking yeah. forward to it, my man, and I look forward to uh continue to play Ready for Dead and uh looking forward to the nine track with Hellfire and uh, Off the Grid and all your all your other great stuff and uh, certainly continued mm -hmm. success and uh, we got to get that song up to uh, number one or at least as close as possible as it continues yes, to climb up to Billboard, man. And great, great job with everything, uh, the tears for, from Kelly and everything that you touched upon. And uh, you got anything Thank new you, in any projects, you call your buddy Mr. Calamari, the Squidmeister out here in New York, and uh, we'll get it out there for yeah. you. Sounds excellent, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I have. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Our man Jeff Buner, the band The Loyal Order. Go check them out. It doesn't get any better than this on WBXO, where classic rock and we're redefined in conjunction with Pat Soundbites Unplugged.